Hi everyone, it's Charlie Webster here. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of My Sporting Mind. We're proudly supported by sportinglife.com, the home of expert analysis and insight for racing, football, golf, and so much more. I'm really excited to welcome Team GB's Taekwondo star, Olympic medalist, and three-time world champion, Bianca Watson. Thank you. Big round of applause. I thank love it you. how you clapped as well. You're the only person that's ever clapped with me, so thank you. <laughs> I clapped for myself. So. <laughs> I know, I love a good clap as well. Um, Bianca, I, like you're somebody that I've followed. I'm a big fan of combat sports, so I've kind of followed your career for quite a long time. How's training been going at the moment? Because I know you've converted your garage. I've been following yeah, some yeah, of your... Uh, <laughs> Uh, to be honest, it, it has been a little bit difficult um, when we wasn't able to train in the, the gym, especially for the first lockdown. And we transformed the garage into basically a full-on UFC type wonder ring, like a small version. And uh, I think I think at first it was all exciting. It was good to train at home. It was it was nice to do something different because we're always in the gym every day. Um, so a little bit more of a different surrounding. But then after a while, it's quite like, the coaches in there so you don't really have to push that much or them little things coming after and uh, it's just quite it's been quite difficult in that way to stay motivated but I've been so lucky that I could still train I've still got training partners to train um, and everything so it's, it's it's I've just been lucky that I've been able to train with Jay Jones my um, roommate um, double Olympic champion and my boyfriend was locked down as well Aaron Cook and and I think like we we had the best of a bad situation, so we couldn't complain, but it hasn't been the easiest at times as well. How do you deal with, you've got Jade and you've got Aaron, who you, you both, you mentioned both of them there. Is it a really great thing because you get that support because you're all the same sport and you can train with each other, but sometimes is it difficult because it's you're surrounded by Tonkwondo all the time and there's not that space? I think in the moment that we're in now, because we, we're waiting for the Olympics, um, I think it's it's been help. It's been helpful because we're in it together. So we're on this journey, waiting yeah. to see the what's over the hill to to come out. And I think like that's what's been good because we've had support. So we we know we're all going through it together. Where I think if um, if it was just us, it'd be easier to go oh, I don't want to train today because one of us do want to train. So it would just be like, oh, I'll just leave it off. So it's been really good to, I think without us knowing, to be good together and push each other, like without us even subconsciously knowing that we're doing that. And then I think um, we'd never really overstep the mark of talking about too much Taekwondo. So once training's done and everything, we stop and then we're friends at the end of the day. So we were lucky enough to just be in lockdown with our friends and like quarantine that way. So I think we've had the best of both worlds, but it's never easy no matter what. Yeah, I can imagine it helps motivate you, actually, because even um, I've been like virtual running with a friend. And if I can't be bothered to go, knowing that they're going and yeah, we've said, I said that I'm going to go, I better go. <laughs> you don't want to let them down. So you yeah. think, oh, like, oh, if it's just me, then it won't be matter. But if it's the others two with you, then you're like, oh, yeah. you're letting the side down. So um, it is, I think definitely if you've got someone with you, it definitely helps. And how have you dealt with the uncertainty and the shifting of goalposts? At first, I was absolutely devastated. Like, I didn't really know what to do. Like, I was like, well, what's the point training at all? Like, there's no point. Um, I've done this for this my whole life to come up for this moment again. Yeah. And we were just heartbreaking and thought, like, what's the point? But I think now that it's come on, you've just got to try and be like, it's still on. You've got to keep going. <laughs> 
because if you don't think that someone else will go out and train hard and get the Olympic goal that we want and I think that's the only thing keeping me going um, if I don't do it someone else will so just make sure you're ready all the time to to go for it and for you how do you feel about that Olympic goal because that's the I mean you're so decorated it's crazy you've won so many medals but the Olympic gold is the one that's yeah that's like the last thing kind of like I a bit need. of a bugbear yeah it's like the last thing I need and like I was happy with me bronze, but not really like it's not the colour I want I want to put it away give it in and hopefully come back with a, a gold now literally I've finished the whole set and I think like um I don't know, words wouldn't describe it because that's all I need left. It's like just something I'm trying to grab for the last last moment and fingers crossed it all goes ahead and I die trying for it. So, You know, you said, oh, yeah, I was pleased with the bronze, but it wasn't what I wanted. You you didn't look very pleased. (laughs) You looked absolutely good. I went Um, out, I remember remember finishing off and um, I was just like, oh, what's the point? Like, don't want to do this now, like... I already had one goal in mind and it was gold. And my coach was like, you can't think like that. It's it's a massive achievement and you've got to turn that bronze now that you want to go out and fight for into the, your new gold medal. And it was horrible to take at the time. And I remember walking out like a like a spoiled brat, really. Like, I don't want to be, uh, uh, don't really want to fight. And then I, I just, up until that point, I didn't really want to go for it. And then I remember walking out to the crowd and I see me um, family in the in the corner and normally like I don't see them all the time in competitions but I see my little brother he's not that little but he's younger than me and um, I just seen him he looked at me and was like come on fight for it and I thought god if I don't do it now then what was the point of them coming or watch me or what's the point of me showing what I've trained for all this time and I'll never forget that look on his face because honestly I've never fought so much for something after and then once I knew I had the lead, I was just a bit like, oh, I've done it. Thank you. And, mm-hmm. and then deep down, I am made up that I ha- I did go for it. I did fight for it. And I've come away with a, a shiny bronze medal. So, Do you think you put like almost too much expectation on yourself sometimes because it's like win or nothing? No, no. Yeah, I think like it's sometimes I need to stop and be like, Bianca, you've done fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I have until I have finished what I want to do. And I think that's hard as an athlete, but at the same time, it's it's something that drives me um, to make me become what I want to be and the best at that time. So with pressure, I don't, I'll always have pressure myself because I put it on myself to win gold all the time and no matter what, or I've won gold and I didn't even like the way I fought or I was not very happy that someone got more than one point on me or something like that, uh, where sometimes it can be quite a, a bad thing as well. But I think like I've got to have the balance of remembering sport is sport. It's the role of a dice, like anything can happen and that's why it's entertaining. So I've just got to give my best and hope that I can come out and get gold on the dice, fingers crossed. <laughs> How much have you learned from that experience now looking back? I think because it was so close, um, it was hard. It was more, it was like sudden death in the semi-final. And then sudden death is the first person to score. And then in the last, in the fourth round, which is like, you already get the fourth round if it's equal. So, but it to be that tight was, was just like, if anything changed in the wind or the steps or kicks, anything could have changed and it could have been the other way around. And I think that has made me realise sport, you can't take it for granted. Like you can go out there and on paper be the best 
in form, in best in shape and mentally, but it just doesn't go. You have to find a way to make sure it happens because that's what the good thing about sport is to be entertaining and the underdog wins or the, the champion wins or just and just doesn't happen that time. So I think that's made me realise mentally, like all I can do is my best and give everything I've got because you could kick the head a thousand times and it just doesn't go up for that day or the referee says this or anything. So I think if anything, mentally, it's made me realise nothing's for granted and you've got to go out there and just give everything you've got and hopefully and fingers crossed you do your best that's what you can do yeah because there's not everything you can control in that environment how do you how have you dealt with the losses because correct me if I'm wrong but you strike me as somebody that's kind of you know up there or then quite low if it hasn't worked your way how do you deal with those emotions and come back from that yeah, like it's everyone sees all the the happy times and the wins and everything, but if something just doesn't go right and or I don't win that comp, I'm absolutely devastated straight away. Like I wear my heart on my sleeve, and straight away you'll know straight away by my face. Like I'll be so I'm not I'm never smiling if I'm on a silver or third. I'm just like oh, I wish I was <laughs> waiting waiting to see, um, but. I think all you can do is your best. Like you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. And I think in the years coming off, I shouldn't take myself for granted because that's all I could do my best on the day. And if I, that's all I can do, I can live with that. I'd rather live myself and give the best I've got and die trying than not try. And I would ne- I was never happy with the, the situation. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. So I think it is hard to deal with. Even in training, if I get one shot wrong, I'm crying for the rest of the day. Like, uh, I just want to go back to the gym straight away. Um, but it is very hard to balance. But I've always got to remember and push me, put myself back and to be like, no, all you can do is your best because... It life at the end of the day and, and I've got to be happy so if I do my best and give fingers crossed my best is the goals um I'll be more happy with that yeah because you use that phrase like die trying quite a lot where's that drive come from then um, it's mainly from my dad um, my dad shout come, comes to the competition and everything and always message me and all he ever says is no mercy like go for it die trying like oh my god have you been watching like, Cobra Kai yeah like literally <laughs> like, like, I think he no got mercy. it from that ages ago <laughs> like, um, and now ever since that it's been stuck in me head and um, it's been like no matter what go for it because it's like life or death really at the same time because all I want is to be the best and give my soul. So then me die trying and given that is is to that limit. So if I don't believe that I give me best and die trying for it, it might not be good enough. It might be good enough. But uh, I think every time I go on that competition, I just stand there and I think, come on, they've got nothing to lose now. It's all or nothing. Sporting Life prides itself on being ahead of the rest by providing unrivaled analysis, opinion debate and statistics for the sports you love. From horse racing and football to boxing and UFC, Sporting Life has the insight you want and need. Visit sportinglife.com or download the free app for Apple and Android devices. What does confidence mean to you? Confidence to me is believing in yourself. It's not about like walking out with your head, like talk, walk, walk the walk, talk the talk or not. And it's, it's about believing in myself and believing in yourself to be what you want to be. Um, you can do whatever you want in life. And 
I believe that generally like if someone says you can't ignore them you give your best and believe in yourself that you can put the hard work and you can do whatever you want and I think that's that's true confidence in believing in yourself and being confident in what I want to do in my life and myself and obviously it does come out more with body language or speaking or talking or walking anything but deep down it has to start from inside you have to truly have confidence in yourself inside to make it shine out through because I've heard you talk about a lot about confidence and I can imagine that's so incredibly important in your competition you know never mind the physicality if you don't believe in yourself then you know, you you get a disadvantage before you've even done done anything yeah. physically. How have you gained that confidence over the years? Because I can imagine it's not just something you click your fingers and no and get. <laughs> yeah, um, I think like um, yeah, like you said, if we, if you go out to a, a, the competition, I stand in the ring and I I look timid, like I I don't want to be here. I, I don't. Your opponent will will sense that. I I do it now. If I see someone, they just don't want to be there. I'll I'll be like. You don't want to be here, like take advantage of it because it's a fight. I want to be the best. I want to take over. So I think if you show that with your body language, like you said, on on the ring, it's you've already lost half the battle. So you've got to truly believe it and not just act because you can act it and walk it. But then as soon as something hard comes and a bad situation happens, that's where it shines through because you've got to be confident to pull yourself out and pick yourself up and Mm. and do it and do it again. so yeah, just if you don't believe it at first, try and act it. But you've got to truly deep down believe because um, it, it is hard and it, it's always hard. Like sometimes I really am so nervous. I I don't want to be there. Um, I think oh my god, does I'm going to lose? What if I'm not good enough? What about if it goes? Everything like that comes in your head. But you've got to be able to like trust yourself, believe, and stop, and like live in the moment, and truly believe that if I just do my best, then hopefully it'll come through. And then I think with me doing that, it's proved that confidently. If I believe in myself, it comes out and comes out. So that's truly what I, I mean about confidence. So do you still get that mental chatter? Yeah. That yeah. doubt you do? You're going to lose. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. I'm like, oh, no. I'm going to lose. Just talk to myself. <laughs> most of the time they both say I'm going to lose and then I'm just like no and then I'm like come on concentrate concentrate and then all them years of training all them um, days and minutes and hours I've done and put in the gym and it's, it's sort of like switches inside and be like everything you've done is just give you your best and all you can do and then hope, most of the time it pushes them away and um, hopefully I get a better result from that you said about nerves that like you get nervous what's that feel like <laughs> it's horrible <laughs> You just don't want to be there. You just want to run away. Some people want to run away. They just want to stop. They just want to shut down or anything. And everyone's so individual of getting nervous or you get sweaty or hot. But for me, it's just more just like, oh, my God, I can't breathe. Like, I end up starting, like, trying to bathe as well because I'm nervous that much. I'm, like, at the ring, like, I feel sick. But then as soon as that hand goes, for some reason, that referee's hand goes to say go, it goes most of the time because mentally I've prepared myself for these situations over and over again yeah do you think it is about preparing yourself and what makes you not walk away I mean I know you've done this for a long time I'd get shouted at if I walked away I'd be like please can I go they'd be like no (laughs) but yeah it meant it's definitely 
50% of it's mental. Um, You could have one kick and if you're that confident and in control of yourself about throwing it and believing it, you'd be so dangerous. You've just got to trust yourself where you could have everything under the sun and fitness, strength, everything, but you're just mentally not there, then it'll it'll come through at the end of the day and it'll come yeah. come through in them six minutes that we've got to fight. So it does shine through and I definitely think it's a 50-50 um, for mental and physical. Mm. So what work do you do on, on your mental health and, and your mindset? Um, I'm quite lucky actually. I have a psychologist. Um, I've worked with him quite a long time since I was young, 15 I was, and then his name's Dr. Steve Peters. Um, he's quite known for like the chimp model. I know exactly who he is. Yeah, the chimp yeah. paradox. Yeah. yeah, really good. And he slapped my chimp a few times um, and <laughs> helped me. And I think he's just made it more structured about life and about like make sure all I can do is my best, living my life, um, not like letting it take me over or making me be scared or feared. And I think. The more practice I've done, like all the years I have, the just easier it is to control it and the better it is for me to get confidence from it. What's the best piece of advice he's given you? There's so many, so many at all. But the best thing every every time I see him, I think I've I've heard every answer that he's ever heard because I've seen him for so long. But every time I go there, I try and like come up with something like, yeah, but this could happen. This could <laughs> happen. Catch him out. And he just yeah, he, he straight away he always has a story and he always puts into perspective that this it comes back to me being the best and that roll the dice one was from him as well about sport and everything and there's too many to pick one is there anything that you would advise people at the moment in terms of you know that it's challenging that you can kind of impart from the work you've done in psychology with him and in your game you know especially about self-doubt nerves it's hard because um everyone's different in the mind everyone's different in in their approach to everything but the best thing that actually uh, just reminded me of something the best thing he ever said was um if I had to pick anyone who I wanted to be in the whole world and go out there and fight in the competition, who would I pick? And I said myself, like I, I would pick myself because I, I believe in me. I don't, I don't know anyone. I don't want to be anyone else. I want to be me. I want to, I want to win with me. So I think if you just, you've just got to trust yourself and enjoy what you do. Cause if you don't enjoy it, there's no point doing it anyway. Yeah. And then just take it day by day and second by second. And I think then it'll, it'll help never look too far ahead. Don't look behind you. You've got to live in the moment and, and just trust yourself and like love yourself really. In, in terms, I, I agree with you in terms of looking too far ahead, especially the moment. I think that's a really helpful thing because there's so much uncertainty how are you kind of using that at the moment when you're training for something that's that's what your that's your goal right that if yeah. that if that's not there then you know then that's kind of like everything that you've done yeah doesn't matter I think um, living in the moment the best thing. With this whole world pandemic, no one would have known anything what was happening now. Yeah. Everyone had different plans. No one thought they'd be locked up or um, on a lockdown, everything. Um, so I think like it's just show even more, you've just got to live day by day like and enjoy the moments, the little moments, because you just don't know what's going to happen around the corner. Um, hopefully it all ends up before the summer but it probably won't so you can't like look too far ahead and stress yourself out with getting anxious about what's going to happen or what's going to happen and all you can do is like live in the moment and enjoy each one 
second by second and I think that'll make you enjoy it more and it'll pass quicker because you're enjoying the moment not just worrying about the future and how how you know when when I've been talking to people during this especially because it's being with athletes injury comes up yeah so much and it's really interesting how different people mentally cope with those stumbling blocks because I think it's something so many people come to relate to you know even whether you're a professional athlete or not you come up with something which you think is going to happen you you work towards something and then something messes it up yeah (laughs) I was trying to think of a nice way to put that and you've been through a couple of quite serious injuries and I remember just before 2012 you know you were looking toward 2012 and then you had a terrible injury and then you actually tried to well you competed went down a weight and everything yeah yeah um to try yeah because it was only two weight classes right in 2012 um so you had to change weight and then you actually fought when you were told not to how do you look back on that do you do you think oh god I I shouldn't have done that or What's the most important thing you've learned from that? Well, if anyone asked me to do it all again, I probably still would have done it all again because I think in my mind, all I wanted to do was give myself a chance, the smallest chance. It doesn't matter how big or small. In my in my mind, if there's one little percent that there's a little chance for me and I don't try it, then I'd never live with myself. Like I'd re- resent it and regret it for the rest of my life. So I think no matter what, I was always going to try. Um, even when people said no, even when the surgeon said, no, Bianca, do not fight. Um, straight after my ACL, I was on the mat fighting in two and a half months. And that's unwritten in the ACL reconstruction. And I think it showed me, if anything, like, anything is possible because realistically even though I didn't go to the Olympics people said I I wouldn't get fit I wouldn't get my leg back I wouldn't get the strength back and and I got to do all these little milestones and overcome things that people said I couldn't do because I just believed in that one little chance and mm-hmm. it didn't pull off for me and I, I didn't go and I didn't make the the team in 2012 but I think if anything, it showed me how determined I am to take each step, step by step. And then if anything, it helped my rehab ability to to go for the next year and the next cycle after that. So then the second time I did my bring that one up, yeah. <laughs> in 2014, it was like, oh, as I like it's not that bad anymore. Cause I went through the hard way. I pushed it that much. And it was like I wore the t-shirt and was like, okay, I'll do it again. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting because I'm going to ask you about that one because um, you've said in the past that that's the one, that second injury was the one that made you who you are. What do you mean by that? Yeah, definitely. I think that's when I figured out like mentally all them little stones I went through and all that belief in myself made me, it just came, it's just like clicked from 2014 because it was like, no, I am a good athlete. Uh, If I work on my mental side just as much as my physical side, then it helps it balance it out where all I used to believe was if you're physically good, if you do every kick, then you'll just win. But it doesn't work like that. I I, I ended up looking at the chip model more and my psychology more and piecing them together. And um, after that, like I became more of a, a better athlete because I focused on the things that I needed to be the, the best version of me. And instead of thinking, trying to tick every box that I could do. Um, so I think 
I think that truly did help me become a better athlete and the person I am today from that second injury. Is there anything that you do, um, not in the wider context, but in a smaller context when you're to pick yourself up when you're feeling low? You know, yeah, I know you talked about the chimp paradox, but is there anything yeah. particular that you go, you know, something right, okay, I'm feeling like this, I'm going to do this? Yeah, um, if I get like nervous or anything, or I just don't like something going on, or I'm too stressed in everyday life, um, it's good to like write it out and write it down on a piece of paper because you've got all these thoughts in your head flying, flying around, trying to take over your mind. And for me, I like write them all out on a piece of paper, no matter how silly they are. Write uh, it could be, uh, I don't like my hair today. I write it down, like put it on that piece of paper, and then. You try and answer it with real facts on the sheet and then it helps you and makes you realise the truth and the facts. Like, if I don't like my hair, change it then or just wash your hair, like, do what you want. Something silly, it could be anything, like, um, or your hair does look good, you're just being silly, like, anything. It could be um, absolutely anything and I think, like, that's made me realise. Then I stop thinking, like, silly things because I've got the answer now to to that silly thought or bad thought that I thought of. Um, but then sometimes it, it'd be the same one over and over again, but I just try and just answer it and over and over again. And then eventually it goes away and it helps and you're able to like control it more. Yeah, I do that. It's almost like, is that thing that you're saying to yourself a, a true narrative or is it a false yeah. narrative? And yeah. then seeing it, you're like, oh, well, my hair's exactly the same as it was yesterday and I thought it was fine. So yeah. maybe it's fine. Maybe it's just the way I'm feeling in my head. And yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah, and, so let it out and answer it. Yeah. Then it does help. And that that um, line, what is it like a problem shared is a problem halved is 100% true. If you let it out and speak and most of the time you, you feel a lot less like, oh, happy with that. So let it because out. Because otherwise it's like in your own head. Yeah. Popping by for a minute is Jamie Mittelman, who hosts one of my favourite new podcasts, Flame Bearers. Flame Bearers celebrates women Olympians and Paralympians striving to compete in this summer's Tokyo Games. Jamie, welcome along. I'm really glad to have you. You're just joining us as we're talking to Bianca Walkden. She's a taekwondo champion and all-round strong, determined, amazing woman who's had so much success. And she's been talking a lot about managing her emotions, confidence and nerves. And I was listening to one of your episodes the other day, actually, um, with Sander, the Syrian refugee. Could you tell us more about her? Because I know she's a judo athlete and she's also going to the Games. Absolutely. So Sanda is a Syrian refugee. She lives in the Netherlands right now with her husband, who is also her coach, and their three children. So Sanda is an IOC, the International Olympic Committee Refugee Athlete Scholarship holder. So first of all, a lot of people don't know that this team even exists. Um, But second of all, judoka, she's a judoka athlete, has been a huge part of her life and actually was one of the main ways that she resettled into the Netherlands. It's great to hear her talk about motherhood and the challenges around that as well, especially being a full-time athlete. I can't really imagine what that must be like and how she finds the time to train at that level. Honestly, I don't either. The fact that she is going to the Olympics in judo and then also has three children with her is just absolutely mind-blowing to me. I, I don't know how she does it. But do check out Sanders' episode of Flame Bearers. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much again for stopping by, Jamie. Really great to speak to you. Thanks for having me, Charlie. 
And how do you block out the noise and the public? Because I remember when you fought, I think it was 2019 in the World yeah, Championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying it was controversial, but there was a lot of talk around it. And yeah. you were booed as well in the audience because, I mean, you can probably describe it better than me, but you were basically against your Chinese opponent who's become a bit of a nemesis yeah um, for you over the years um yeah I'm sure she loves you um and, <laughs> yeah, um and then she was ahead and then you took it in the last minute and some people kind of thought it was not I don't know sports the right, the right yeah. way to win people yeah. think it wasn't the right way and I don't I wouldn't so basically I she was off by a, uh, a few points and um I was trying to get points but couldn't it didn't happen and didn't happen but she kept like going out for warnings and uh, warnings or falling over and then I remember there was like a split second in my head where I thought well she's gonna go out I can't win this way I, I might as well try and get her disqualified because if you're not gonna fight that way or fall out and I don't want to just accept that I've got silver um I trained all that hard I did them five fights just to get there in four fights to get there and then what was I just going to do? Just accept not not going for it. And to be honest, I, I wish I never won that way. Um, but in that moment, in that time, all I seen was, well, you're going out, so I'll just try and get more gamjungs and get you out or kick you out or anything. And eventually it just started happening. I didn't think anything more than that. I just thought, oh, it won't happen, but if I can get a disqualified, I will, and then I'll win. And then it just happened like so quick. I think that's what it was as well. It was so quick that it it got disqualified and it it went my way. And there and then I was just that happy that I came from nothing to to becoming the champion of winning, like in in which is a valid way to win as well. It's obviously not the best way to win. Yeah, but but it's still um, a way to win, right? It's a way to win. Like that, that's the rule book. If if you make 10 warnings and 10 ganjungs, then you're out because you're not fighting so I took full advantage of it which was it's not the common etiquette to do that but if, I, if I've trained all that time to be that best and become world champion again for the, the first person to come three-time world champion um, I wasn't going to give that away slowly or shortly and I've always said I'd die trying till the last second and it came off like that and I was so happy but then instantly changed in seconds when you're in that hometown and it's you get booed from other countries to to say like I did it the wrong way when all I did was what any other athlete would have done to go out there and fight for the gold medal or I would have gave up and just settled for silver but then at the time I just didn't know what to feel because I was happy I won but horrible that I won that way and horrible that I got booed in in the UK in Manchester and I think um after that I just didn't expect it to be like so big and so big of a story and it was quite something new that's never really happened in Taekwondo so to deal with all the Chinese fans and saying like it was wrong I was robbed and everything was quite mentally really hard and I just I deep down really truly still don't really like the fact I won that way and I'll never ever like that gold medal compared to my other two but I looking back I would do it all again because I am a fighter and an athlete and I would give everything to win so 
it's hard because it's never sunshine and rainbows. It's no one's ever going to be perfect, but all I've got to do is the best I can do. And I did that and it it came off quite like ifs and buts. So it was quite hard, but I'm still three time world champion. I can't complain. Like, (laughs) yeah, I I was going to say, did it? I was interested whether it affected you or it played on your mind because I think no matter how mentally tough you are, it's hard, isn't it? When, yeah there's that the outside conversation but like you said One, yeah like mentally talk, like I seem like dead loud and confident I am most of the time because I'm a happy person but um after the the competition I went to like a seminar in Italy and there was like loads of kids and uh, they all look up to me and Aaron and we were we went to a seminar to help and we just finished like this three-day seminar and one kid was I um, asked about um how did I feel about the the booze and I just remember, sat, I just sat there and paused for like a minute, looked at them and burst out crying. And they were just like, whoa, like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, I was like that's that's what it is, though. That's what it, I think it was the first time I let it out to, to everyone. And then the, the sensei that was with us was like, but she's still three-time world champion, kids. You should look at it. And then I was just like, it was nice to let it out to the world to see instead of crying behind like doors and stuff. So... Yeah, it, it is hard and it'll probably never go away, but it's just part of life. Yeah. I suppose you've got to feel safe, right, to let that emotion out. Yeah. And that must be sometimes difficult in the public to be able to let that emotion out. Yeah, because it was never a right or wrong. Like I was dying to go and say something online, but it was like, what's the point? Because it'll just be fighting people to yeah. opinions, what's what's something that's happened. It's not my fault that I disqualified you because you did stuff wrong. Um, it's just I I wish, if anything, I won a better way. I wish I won by knockout. I wish I won by some flying sidekick, but I didn't. I took my chance and took and went after my gold medal. And I think, like, the way she reacted wasn't the best. Um, yeah, she kind of, like, people that don't remember. On it more. Yeah. It kind it, of was, like, lying on the floor when you were stood on the podium, right? Yeah, so it, like, played on it more. So then it made it more and escalated and everything. And I just think it was not right. And I, I don't think it'll ever be the same. But I, if I went back, I, I'd, I'd probably still do the whole thing again. So, so let's <laughs> look forward then. <laughs> um, but it was really I'll probably see it in um, the Olympic final anyway so bring it on <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that'll be be you and her probably yeah there is a lot uh, of good people in that weight and uh, we'll both have to get through some really good opponents like Serbia Korea uh, Mexico everything like that on the way but if, if it's the Olympic final it'll probably be written so uh, bring it on do you kind of want that yeah I'd love it I'd love it <laughs> I'd absolutely love it yeah you visualise it to win to to go out there and win that way and take that title off here because she's former Olympic champion I mean current Olympic champion so to go out there and win that on the stage and take Mm -hmm. it from her would be the the one do you visualize what that would look like is that important to do yeah and I'm like in my mind I'm like cheering I'm like like, the time I see it but um, sometimes I do visualize how the fight was going and everything so uh, we'll see see what happens well, good luck. Thank you. <laughs> I, I can't wait to watch it. I really <laughs> think that's the case. Um, it's been like absolutely brilliant speaking to you. Oh, you're a massive Liverpool fan as well, aren't you? Yeah, I am, yeah. <laughs> All right, we won't, we won't mention that. We won't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm a Sheffield United fan, so... Um, oh, are you? Yeah. 
So let's not talk about football. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. It's been great. I know that you're about to teach some um, young kids, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, on an online Zoom. So yeah. yeah. What's your, um, just finally, what would you say to any young person? No matter what you do in life, make sure you enjoy it and be happy because you've got to do it every day of your life. And um, no matter how far you want to go, but just give hard work, believe in yourself and you can achieve absolutely anything. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks so much. And, and best of best of luck. And don't forget to check out our other episodes. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Bianca and of course our YouTube channel. Loads of great chats for you to enjoy. And remember to visit sportinglife.com, providing sporting opinion, debate and analysis for over 160 years. And remember, you can reach out if you're really struggling. There are charities such as Mind, The Samaritans and Sporting Mind. They're just a phone call or email away. People do understand and they are there to help. Or you can just text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. And you can also contact me on social media as well. Take care and we'll speak again very soon. Bye.